2: This is
0: Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on Medjinomics tonight. We have, especially in the last year or so, taken the time to look at some of the things which a friend of Mejigoria has spoken about before. Since Radio Wave was started, we have close to 900 radio broadcasts. That is the Radio Wave broadcast and the Medjinomics broadcast. It's actually getting upwards of a thousand broadcasts in which a friend of Medjugorje has shared insight into the message, but how it applies to our life today and to the future. In light of everything that is going on in the world right now, in the financial world, and also in how people are even beginning to think differently, we want to reach back to December of 2013 and share with you, it's a 17, 18-minute broadcast which a friend of Medjugorje really laid out the logic of how it is not possible for our system to remain the way that it is. And keep in mind that at this time that a friend of Medjugorje is speaking, in December of 2013, we were in year 32 of the apparitions. Now we're past the 40th anniversary of the apparition. We're in the 40th year of these apparitions. And how many things in the world have changed dramatically since December of 2000. And 13. The original title to this broadcast was called Taking Your Savings. And the Friend of Medjugorje covered a number of different topics, but particularly a lot of the financial decay that was happening at that time, and that is even more visible now today. So this is a Friend of Medjugorje, December the 26th, 2013. We
3: look forward to where we're going as a people, why is it that our is coming, what is it the decisions we need to be making, the genomics is about that. June 23rd, 2006, our lady said, renew my messages and live my messages. That's 2006, she appeared in 1981. Why is she saying that? Because as time progresses on the clock. As we move into every day, the next day, we come closer to the ending of our apparitions and the fulfillment of why she's come, which is a triumph over evil. Many thought probably in 1981, they may not see the day we see evil that's elevated itself to be superior to us as Christians or over Christianity. We can't even imagine that we would be threatened with the thoughts of the Colosseum. And yet we have this war against Christianity everywhere we turn. In the book of Sarac, it says, he who tells a story to a fool tells it to a drowsy man. And in the end, he will say, what is it? We have this whole thing with our financial institutions telling us stories about it, guiding people financially, people with financial advisors, giving all kinds of advice, all kinds of books. Endless advice and direction. It's all about making money, all about your retirement. But many people have been drowsy. They've listened to things they never should have listened to. They've bought into a system, and I mean a system that nobody can control because it controls itself. Somebody puts a part of it in its rules and its procedures over here and in another part of the country somewhere else, and it takes on a form of its own. How will you fight the system? How will you fight a system that goes toward an antichrist system, which all systems gravitate toward evil? We were speaking about this yesterday in our family about everything's being shipped and animals being shipped and objecting to these shelters putting uh, chips in animals. And they couldn't grasp the shelter people. Why would you not want to be having a chip in, in your dog or your cat? And Aaron Madonna was explaining to the person, well, it's just the first step. Once you take that step, and they say, oh, well, suppose your cat gets lost or your dog needs something and you need need to know about this. And she explained, as we our philosophy in our community, you don't do it, and people don't get it. Christians don't get it. You cannot have a system of chipping animals without having a system that's going to eventually chip people. They're already trying to do it. They tried to do it babies a couple three years ago, and there was an uproar in some of the hospitals when they were born to do that. And some of them did them without even telling the parents. It was a big scandal. And, of course, that died down because they realized they were so lusting for what they were trying to achieve that they missed the building blocks to that. you got to desynthesize people to that. So what do you do? You do the pets. What if it gets lost? Everybody's had a lost dog. We was coming down 43 on Christmas Eve, my son and I. We look over to the left, and there's two huge Great Danes come up to your chest. They're so big. And, of course, they were really out of place. We knew they were lost. We stopped. He got out. I rode back down the road. He cornered him one and, 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 and stopped them. And about twenty minutes later, a lady drove up and she knew whose they were. But we couldn't get these dogs to come to us. These dogs were like ten thousand dollars dogs apiece. I mean, they were not just Great Danes. They were the biggest we ever seen. They looked like a cow. We stayed out there an hour until she phoned the owners and got them there. And they were so grateful for us and doing that and taking time on Christmas Eve, etc. The point is, is everybody's had that happen to them in one way or another, and they think, oh, yeah, I'll just take this chip. It's a good thing. The good that comes from that will never exceed the bad that comes from it. Evil will use these systems they always have in the past. There's always some dictator coming up. Can you imagine Hitler if he had this system, both financial and, and being on a chip? This would be resisted on every level. We fought USDA several years ago and really busted them open here in in the Birmingham area when they had hearings across the United States because they wanted to ship your chickens, each individual chicken. The big guys wouldn't have that happen to them. But there's a system being created that we have to be aware that whatever can be done with evil will use those things. We was in a race for the nuclear bomb. Hitler wanted it. One of Hitler's scientists had it, and they knew we were working on it. And the scientists did not develop it even though he could have because he was waiting for the United States because he knew it would be very, very bad if the SS got a hold of this with Hitler. And so these systems that you accept, and we know this is biblical, we know this is coming, you always resist it in your pets. You know, oh, it's so good. It's so, no, it's not. It has to be good for the devil to present it as light. This going to help you so he can corrupt it when he wants it to be propagated into what, the evils can do with it. And so we have this story being told to the drowsy people out there, us, who are fools to buy into what the financial system's offering to us, mainly your 401ks. You don't want a 401k. You don't want that. You take your money and you invest it in the way you're supposed to do.
4: This article comes from uh, one of our supporters. It's entitled... PBS drops a bombshell on the Federal Reserve's 100th birthday party. PBS promised a debate this past Friday, December 20th, on the benefits and dangers of the Federal Reserve as the Fed marked its 100 years of existence on December 23rd. Instead of a debate, two famous stock market historians made the same stunning announcement that the Fed has decided its job is to push up the stock market. PBS had invited James Grant, editor and founder of Grant's Interest Rate Observer, and Richard Sila, professor of the history of financial institutions and markets at New York University's Stern School of Business. The opening scene from the program shows Sila in a party hat lighting the candles on the Fed's birthday cake, while Grant snuffs them out, suggesting that Sila would be making pro-Fed statements while Grant would take the opposing view. What happened during the program, however, was that both men made the candid and bold accusation that the Federal Reserve, for the first time in its history, has assigned itself the job of propping up the stock market. Grant had this to say, New thing. The Fed is in the business of talking up the stock market. The Fed is manipulating prices, especially on Wall Street. To another question, Grant says, The Fed has presided over the decay of finance. Professor Sila adds more fuel to the fire, stating, The Fed seems to have, I think almost deliberately, is trying to push the stock market up. I've watched this stuff for 40, 50 years now. And this is the first time in my memory when it seemed to be official U.S. government policy that the stock market goes up. And the Fed likes this because it thinks that when the stock market goes up, people who own stocks feel richer. They'll go out and spend more money, and the unemployment rate will come down. Is it possible that the Federal Reserve, with its economic wizards and differential equations, doesn't know that the more it props up the stock market, And Wall Street, the more it is undermining Main Street and exacerbating wealth inequality in America. As brilliantly laid bare by producer Martin Smith on another PBS program on April 23rd of this year, Wall Street has become an institutionalized wealth transfer mechanism, moving the savings of the little guy into the pockets of the very rich. The program, entitled The Retirement Gamble, showed how if you work for 50 years and receive the typical long-term return of 7% on your 401k plan and your fees are 2%, almost two-thirds of your account will go to Wall Street. Under a typical 2% 401k fee structure, almost two-thirds of your working life will go toward paying obscene compensation to Wall Street a little over one-third will benefit your family. And that's before paying taxes on withdrawals. The dirty secret is the negative impact that Wall Street fees subtract from compounded interest over long blocks of time. In the program, Smith pulls up a compounding calculator on his laptop. On air, he shows the viewer the results. Smith said, Take an account with a $100,000 balance, and reduce it by 2% a year at the end of 50 years that 2% annual charge will subtract $63,000 from your account a loss of 63% leaving you with just a little over $36,000 you can prove the point to yourself pull up a compounding calculator online assume an account with a $100,000 balance and compound it at 7% for 50 years. That would give you a return of $3,278,041.36. Now change the calculation to a 5% return, reduced by the 2% annual fee for the same $100,000 over the same 50 years. That will deliver a return of $1,211,938.32. That's a whopping difference of $2,066,103.04, the same 63% reduction in value in Smith's example. Approximately 70% of Americans who have a retirement plan at their place of work have a 401k plan rather than a pension plan, which is a defined benefit plan, that would deliver a fixed sum at retirement. Not everyone is paying 2% in 401k fees. Some workers are paying more, and others are paying less, sometimes much less, if using passively managed index mutual funds. But the point is, by making propping up the stock market a goal of monetary policy, the myopic Federal Reserve is ignoring the fact that the majority of stock market wealth is ending up in the hands of the top 10%, doing very little to create jobs or stimulate the economy for the other 90% of Americans.
3: Moving the savings of the little guy into the pockets of the very rich. This is not capitalism. People would say they would attribute this to capitalism. This is not the free market. Capitalism is the best thing we know. It's superior to all other economic systems that we've been able to find. And yet people who attribute this happening of moving the savings of the little guy into the pockets of the very rich is due to capitalism. It has no bearing on that. This is corruption. The Federal Reserve is corrupt. It was based on corrupt ideas. It was birthed 100 years ago for the purpose of making the rich richer. And I say that in the context that there are a lot of good rich people that have done a lot of good things for empathy-wise. They help a lot of people. And we need rich. And people get rich because God grants that because they have the funds to help and demonstrate and be Jesus' administrator. That given, we hear this about 401Ks, is what the Scriptures in Sarah says. He who tells a story to a fool tells it to a drowsy man. We've been drowsy. After you've been told, at the end you will say, what is it? What is it? What is it when somebody gets $3,278,000? And this is right out of Ain't Gonna Happen. We often see, when we put out material, two or three years later, it goes right into the free market in the sense that people start picking up these ideas because even ideas are free market. So even this whole concept of ideas is free market. Who has the best ideas gets out there. So free market can apply to many, many different things. But in this situation... We've been sold on this idea of the drowsy man, who we are, and then at the end we say, what is it? People don't even know what 401k is. It's for a purpose of somebody else to make money. You make little. But this being said out of being going to happen, the book went into financial nobility right from the top. We were shocked who got a hold of this book, and now it's being transferred into Ideas and Concepts. Of just what this says here, Smith says, take an account with a $100,000 balance reduced by 2% a year. These graphs and these charts are, it ain't going to happen. One of our community members who saw it, who went to school, who's CPA said he was taught this in school, but he didn't see this. Our lady's messages wakes you from drowsiness and makes you see things. You can do far better, far greater if you do and invest your own 401k or don't even get a 401k. If you're not forcing a lot of places now, forcing 401Ks on their employees, don't do it. See what you can do to get out of it. Because it's crazy when you got the people that's making money on this. is just using you, and you only get 63000 out of 100000 and then there's $3 million can be generated plus. But it all looks like, but well, it was 2%. It's compounded interest. Go back that Ain't Gonna Happen. If you haven't read the book, go back and read it. Compounded interest is really borrowed alone a 20-year loan, 20 times 12, which is 240 months. You're paying full interest on that money every single month on what you borrowed. That's usury, and it's sinful. And so we can say with confidence that the Federal Reserve is doomed. Anything that's built on greed and corruption eventually crows and rots. And that's what we're seeing in the economic system we have today. It's said in there that we see decades of financial decay. PBS, Public Broadcasting Network, is not known to be conservative. They're very liberal in the outreach. And that's why somebody about the Federal Reserve would be comfortable with them doing an article because they know they're going to go toward them. But the PBS program did just the opposite, meaning that it, everybody's catching on to this. But most of all, our is here for this, because financially this is how Satan will rule. A system will be built, and we've got to stand up to it. And is here here let the system... That headed toward the Antichrist system be stopped and crushed. She's not going to let this continue. The reason she's not is because we, we can't stand it. Not in hatred wise, we won't be able to tolerate it. There's got to be a people that be able to go and approach the threshold of this Antichrist system and defeat it. And that's what I was here for. We quote the message renew my messages. Going into 2014, you have to be renewing the messages, you have to be relooking looking at yourself where you're headed, the decisions you made this past year. And if you're procrastinating, this doesn't work. Head in the sand doesn't It worked 25 years ago. You'd made it to this point, by having your head in the sand. And we've heard from people, which still astounds me. I've said it before. Well, I'll deal with it when it comes. You won't be able to deal with it, except through starving to death, trials, great difficulties. Poverty, you say, oh, I'll leave poverty or take poverty. Oh, it's nice taking the vow of poverty in a system that's running, but if everybody's in poverty, you're not talking about just third world poverty. You're not talking about just famine in Africa. You're talking about everything from cannibalism all the way through starving to death. I was reading a story about a civil war deserter from the Confederacy, the first one. I was reading it last night. His wife had written a letter, said that uh, what you're doing is very honorable and I love you as a wife. And But your little Mary is starving to death. We have no food. And I'm watching it get thinner and thinner by the day. We don't know if we're going to make it. He asked for three leaves of absence to run home and see if he could help him. They refused him. The only thing he knew to do is to go home. And, of course, they called him. They put him on trial. They were going to execute him. They found out the story. And once they found that story out, they were moved and allowed him to go back and serve as a children. And he died within a month after that. And he died. As he died, he says, am I dying honorably? But war brings things like this. Starvation. And it was still good compared to what's headed our way. I'm not being doomsday. You just ask yourself why a lady appears every day for 32 years. Ask yourself in a system right here that's being built, what it's doing, and we're eating good. You still have hot water. People that are poor still have everything they need in this country. Everybody's eating. If they don't eat, if a kid's not eating, it's not a matter of the food not being there, it's distribution, it's neglect of the parents. That's another kind of sin. But what happens when the system isn't producing, for those who can distribute it, and it's not there anymore. and all yet do is reflect.
2: That was a friend of Medjugorje on December the 26th, 2013, speaking about at that time where we were, but really now looking at his words today, we understand now that they were more prophetic to where we are today. But this is what we have seen as he has given his life to the messages and to understanding Our Lady's words. So many things that he has seen through the messages have proven to be prophetic. And so as we end the broadcast tonight, we want to conclude again with a friend of Medjugorje's words from December 26, 2013. Here is a
3: friend of Medjugorje. So, 2014, something very, very important coming. When you read something like this, it's astounding. You need to listen to this and replay what Joan just read. Let this soak in. Get your 401k out. If you get only thirty thousand dollars out of a hundred, start doing something with it yourself. Put it in silver. The Marcus measure go around. We did. You say, "Well, I will have retirement." You're not going to have it anyway. We know Obama's looked at his public funds. We know what this says here. Is Wall Street looks at it as their the quote Martin Smith says, "Wall Street has become an institutionalized wealth transfer system, moving the savings of the little guy into the pockets of the very rich." I resent and cringe every time I hear somebody, "The rich, the rich, rich. We're rich. You're rich. If you're listening to this, you're rich. You got a computer. You got a radio. So what is wealth? Meeting all your needs and some extra over that. Well, what else do you need?" But see, we always want, and we can't realize how blessed we are. And I, I believe this is one of the greatest problems we're going to have, is because of our ingratitude, not recognizing the blessings we have and enjoy. And what we see, in a contrast of what we won't have later, we're going to be shamed. We're going to be really shamed and sickened about how good we had it, yet we never appreciated that.